0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Hour number three. Thank you so much for listening. Always know the uh, podcast is available anytime you'd like. Odyssey, uh, Apple, Spotify, you name it. Dave will give you uh, segments, he'll give you interviews, he'll give you half hours, he'll give you hours, you can consume it any way you would like. If you're listening right now, just take the time to sign up, try it for a couple weeks, the information will be right there on your smartphone. If you try for a couple weeks and you say, this is awful, dump, dump us. Them. Just dump us at that point. Uh, Follow, I'm on Instagram. Dave's on Instagram, but he really isn't on Instagram, doesn't know his password. Uh, He leads a very secretive life. He doesn't want to share a lot of info. I don't post a lot on Instagram, but the occasional photo, uh, Chad Hartman Show, and then uh, give us a look on Twitter. Uh, Follow us there, or X, whichever you call. What percentage of people right uh, at Chad Hartman Show, at Dave Hartman, underscore Harrigan. What percentage of people now, Dave Harrigan, since we're about to talk Elon Musk, there's a method to this madness, Uh, call Twitter, Twitter versus calling it X. What do you think? I think we're still
3: uh, much more in favor of those that still call it Twitter. I don't think we want to give in to Elon and call it X, do we?
2: It also doesn't really roll off the tongue.
3: No, not at all.
2: Check out my tweet right check out is it just post is that what we're saying now I thought that was another
3: term that he wanted to make popular either way it doesn't work and you know what he's running it into the ground anyway so it's not gonna matter in
2: six months yeah that's that's where we're going so elon musk sits down with andrew ross sorkin he's been around for a long time he uh He's been out with the New York Times, he was CNBC, he was tied with um, Billions. And Elon was Elon after dark, uh, because he used the F word frequently, powerfully, and didn't care at all. Did he? No, he was very proud to be using it. I told you to grab a couple sound bites. Uh, do we have two? What do we have?
3: I've got a good long one soundbite, about 45 okay. seconds of... Uh, that works. It was probably about three minutes condensed, but certainly the major points here. All right, let's play. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. Don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean?
2: If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f- yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. What this advertising boycott is uh, is, is going to do is it's, it's going to kill the company. And the whole world will
3: know that those advertisers killed the company and we will document it in great detail. But they're going to say that they're going to say Elon that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things. And they didn't feel comfortable on the platform, right? That's that's what they're
2: going
1: to say. And let's see how Earth
2: responds to that. I think most Earth are going to respond, Elon, and say, you bought the company. The value of the company now, Dave, according to other experts, is about half. And businesses make decisions every single day about whether they want to be a part Of a company and a product. X isn't any different, you know. What happens with Tesla, SpaceX, it's all that. CCO Radio, take your pick, any of them. And Elon Musk has taken Twitter slash X into a different direction. There are supporters of his. There are folks who are more conservative there are folks who are maybe they're more independent maybe they're more conspiracy minded they love the direction he's taken. some of the public has not and among the areas where he's got himself in trouble rightfully so in my opinion is anti-semitic comments either his own comments or retweeting comments. And if you don't think he was worried about it, Dave, why was he in Israel? You think that was purely out of love and compassion? I'm sure some of it is. He's he's not an ogre. He's got feelings. But come on, boys and girls. He was there more so than the compassion, I'm going to say, on a – financial pr trip to say hey i'm not anti-semitic here i am next to bb netanyahu here i'm watching these videos which are as staggeringly frightening as they can get and i'm there and so if businesses and again you get to disagree with you could agree or disagree with elon you could agree agree disagree with the businesses if they're going to leave Obviously, they're allowed to do it, but <clears throat> listen, he's, he's incredibly arrogant. He's also been incredibly successful with his other businesses. Not this one. When it drops <laughs> in value by half and maybe more in a year, that's a failure. And just to say, well, guess what? Bleep them, bleep them, bleep them, and the whole world will blame them I don't think they're going to. Do you?
3: No. <laughs> Absolutely I do not. And, I mean, we, we, we think of Elon Musk as a genius. The guy's a dope in a lot of ways. He's an absolute dope, and he has been for the last couple weeks on this thing. And he can – if he thinks that the world is going to see you know, Twitter X go down the drain, and they're going to say, well, it's all because of – Disney, Apple, Coke, Mm -hmm. all these giant brands, giant businesses that have boycotted that have said, no, you've gone too far. That's enough.
0: (laughs) And they're going to stop. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: using their iPhone, they're going to stop drinking Coke and going to Disney World and watching Disney movies? Good luck. Uh, Sorry, Elon, you're way off the mark. You lose in this scenario, and there is no
2: other way it's going to work out. Most boycotts fall flat on their face quickly. The Bud Light protest, you can say... That worked, but by the way, what so many people ended up doing, Dave, as we as I chuckle about it, they ended up drinking beers consumed by the company that owns Bud Light. (laughs) Yes,
3: Anheuser Busch is very profitable still. They're okay. Yeah,
2: Modelo jumped up in an enormous way. Guess who owns it? (laughs) Here with a good buddy, and I really a very good friend of mine. It's like, yeah, what do you think of that Bud Light thing? And I go, well, uh, I'm guessing you're, you, you, you they know, and he's like, well, they're jamming that agenda down the throat. I go, I think they're just advertising. You know? No, well, I'm not drinking it. And he was holding, I forget what, <laughs> but he was holding, and they get a mick in his hand. I'm like, uh, hello? Do you realize it's the same brand? You know, it's the same company? Um, So no matter what Elon is telling us, and by the way, you're right. He is incredibly socially awkward. Just because you have all sorts of success in these other areas. Um, he he's, he's a bully. He's used to getting his way. He threatens people a lot. Um, he struggles in social settings not that infrequently. But so I sign up for WCCO Radio. And sign up in particular this show or, or Adam and Jordan whatever show or station, and I find the commentary offensive. I have to stay no matter what. Is that what Elon is telling me? That once you're on board, you're not allowed to make a decision and say, "Whoa, that you, I don't agree with that content. I think it's uh, it's there's some regularity to it, and I want no part of it. So I'm out." That's basically what he's saying, right? Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, or
3: I'll, he's either saying that or he's saying, like being completely defiant and saying, I did nothing wrong. Uh, there's no reason that there should be any sort of advertiser boycott and the world's going to come to my defense.
2: The amount of hate, which is more prevalent on Twitter, has been documented over and over And over again. And I think you do need some checks. You do need some governors to stop certain things. Not literal governors, but, you know, like like an engine, right? And I know there are people on the right who believe there was too much censorship and there was too much leaning against the right. And there's some areas where certain accounts and certain patterns where I think they're 100% right. But that doesn't mean any sort of filth should be out there in our most visible town square, and especially there can be backlash when the guy who runs the show is playing up on some of the worst anti-Semitic tropes of them all. And then rarely owns up to it. I thought he did when he was going to Israel, but no, no. When the others are saying we want out, go bleep yourself. Good luck on this one. Now, are we frauds because we're still on? Because I don't think so. I don't agree with this direction. I think uh, more of the viciousness should be regulated. I get how complicated it is. Yes, I'm on there for work, 100%. That's the main reason I'm on there. But to say I'm not, you know, if I decide, well, you know, Brad decided you're gone, that's it, and I decided I'm done with the media business or the, or the media business decided they were done with me. Would I stop? I, I wouldn't. would because I still enjoy parts of it. I think the discourse is worse. I think that's clear over the last year. Are we Are we frauds if we're still a part of it?
3: Maybe to a slight extent, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> if we're going to look at every single company we do business with on every level – no, I don't think so. I think you can still enjoy yep. Twitter and realize that the guy who's running it is, well, is what he is.
2: Yeah, exactly. 651 4619 226. Two, two, six. You want to comment on this? You can. You can call or text at any point. Jim Pete on the Red Hot Wolves in about 20 minutes on CCO. Among the uh, texts. How long have you guys been saying Elon is going to kill Twitter? How about never? Have either one of us ever said one single time Elon's going to kill Twitter? Once?
3: I don't think we've made
2: that declaration. No, not once. We're just reporting the facts that the numbers are down by half. And Mm -hmm. I just said, I'm on it for work. And also, if work told me to hit the road, I'm staying on it. And to be fair, it's the guy who owns Twitter right now saying Twitter's going to be dead. Yeah. And he's blaming the sponsors who don't want to be a part of it. I mean, mean, sponsors are allowed to do that just like people are allowed to listen to this station, this show, or, or, or whatever it might be. So, zero. I... I haven't said it once. He's he's not. Twitter's not going to be killed, um, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting off it. So we could try some facts on that one. More text. This is purely playground politics. If he was left wing, they'd be asking him to run for president. But when a media-driven gang decides they don't like, where, where chance do you stand? We can talk about plenty of people in the Democratic Party who have said far worse and never even brought up. It comes up all the time. My, are you kidding me? The most successful media outlets in this country are conservative-driven. Now, if you want to say pre-Rush Limbaugh, do conservatives have as many media outlets as those on the left? Absolutely not. You would be a hundred percent right. And in this town, the most powerful media voice is the Star Tribune. Is their editorial board almost unanimously to the left to various degrees? Yeah. DJ Tice is the only one who's not left leaning. But on the collective media sounds, no one touched Rush Limbaugh for success. Nobody came close. The only people who came close were other conservative commentators. Fox News is by far on the on the cable news side the dominant leader, and regarding anti-Semitic comments, there's been a lot of anti-Semitic comments coming out of the left, Dave. The last month, a lot. So I certainly don't view the last month as wow. This is this is all of uh, conservatives showing. That they're anti-Semitic. Now, do we also have the rise of white supremacy, which is an enormous problem in this country, which is right-leaning? Yeah, we do. But one of the divides in this country over the last month, since October 7th, isn't just, hey, has Israel taken this too far? It's, my God. Those on the left who are so comfortable, not just saying, hey, let's go to a ceasefire because an argument certainly can be made on a ceasefire. I hope everybody mentions a ceasefire, also mentions release the hostages. But Dave, a lot of people on the far left have been uttering anti-Semitic comments on a regular troubling basis. So Elon is far from the only person who's saying this, right? No, I
3: Uttering comments about holding rallies uh with their actions, not just their words I mean th- the country's filled with hate. it really is on on both sides on many levels, whether you're talking about white supremacy, whether you're talking about anti-Semitism, you know go on and on and on there's we're we're learning how much hate is in this country and how conspiracies are i don't know if they're driving it. Or people are seeking them out to drive drive themselves.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That's how you can track us down. Let's go to traffic weather and Jim Pete on the Wolves when we return. Pete's here. He is on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hello. How's your day going? Beautiful sunny day, man.
4: I was telling yeah. uh, I was telling Grady and our producer Craig Rothberg this morning. We have a little. Call before our conference call with the group. I said, you guys got to soak these days in while you here. Grady. Grady, obviously, this is only his second year here, and Rothberg, you know, has been in Florida for all these years. As like, you get these sunny days this time of year, you better enjoy it because like it's gloomy most of the time. As they found mm-hmm. out, I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like you yeah. get a day like yesterday. I mean, me and my wife, we've been going for walks and stuff like that. But and yeah, it's always nice when it's like 40 degrees in like almost december so yeah it's pretty sweet
2: especially enjoying it. the key at this point no wind the wind changes every yeah oh oh 100% yeah it's
4: so it's you know it's been a good couple of days here and and you know we, we we're getting ready to be on the road a bunch again so um i don't know i I've kind of become more of a homebody as I've gotten into my 60s, Chad. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: do you have a shawl on looking, right now? I mean, are you I mean
4: coming up next? I, don't, I do not have a shawl on yet. Jeez, what I don't, what happened I don't have you? a walker or anything like that. But no, I just, I I kind of enjoy being at home. I kind of enjoy being at home. I kind of enjoy it. But because, uh, you know, the road is, I mean, the road's fine, you know. And what I'm trying to do is, um, I'm trying to, like, and I've told you this before, like, QDLs, quality days left. Like, you got to soak in these days. You know, I, I keep on telling you know, it's on the road. Like it's so easy just to go back to the hotel room and just you know, chill out and relax. But you got to go do stuff, man. You got to go, you know, go yep. check out some you know concerts mm-hmm. and go to a movie yep. and go with I the agree. group and do stuff together. You got to do that stuff, man.
2: I agree, hundred percent. If uh, someone is attending tonight's game. It seems like, from what I read on Twitter, they will not see Anthony Edwards. Is that correct?
4: I, I assume that's correct, but I, you know, I've been we've been wrong before about Ant. Um, you know, he took a fall, very similar fall, uh, in Milwaukee last year, and he ended up playing uh, after that. I didn't think there was any yep. way he was going to play after. I didn't think he was going to play after it happened. He got back up, and it took forever too. I don't know if you remember that game. our we were in Milwaukee, I do so that he, game. he he yeah. kind of falls. And he's down forever. Like he's down yeah. for and you think they're gonna bring the gurney out for him, he's down there for so long. And he <laughs> yes. and he and he he hobbles back to the bench and after yeah. the timeout he comes to he comes back and starts playing. The fans booed him. And, they were you know,
2: booing him, they constantly. Booed him. They booed yeah. him.
4: So yeah. and then you know, we didn't we didn't think he was um we didn't think he was gonna play um in Memphis um because he had back spasms, Um, and he was like 90, like Grady was saying, like we were talking about this, like he was probably 95% out, and he went through his routine, and he ended up playing. So, like, I'll just never count this dude out. He wants to play, Um, and so if he came, he played tonight, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised.
2: I I want, if you say, if he plays tonight, I want you, instead of saying 95, I want you to say, like, he's 93.47% back. I mean, because we just come up with these arbitrary numbers. I've done it. You've done it. We have no idea. But instead of rounding the number up, I mean, make it like a pie situation. Just extrapolate (laughs) as as far as you go. So on the play, okay, so he's driving uh, just right at the top of the key, comes in, and I forget which player slid over to take a charge. And and this debate has taken place in the NBA for a long time about – charges you know it's such a hard call should they be banned i guess pete for me i'd hate if they were banned it's such an essential part of the game i, I mean what i mean so somebody's coming over to help can't take a charge I, I that's so countered how the game's been played forever
4: yeah, you have got to be under control. I mean, like the um, and by the way, you don't remember who it was. You'd, you'd be if you said Jalen Williams, you've got you know one uh, two exactly. times to be right about that. <laughs> right. That's true. And, it, and it was they the other, another Jalen Williams just to make it even harder. It was uh, it was the big Jalen Williams. It was it was Arkansas Jalen Williams that that tried yep. taking the charge on Ant, and, and you know. I know sometimes Ant just comes out of there. He comes flying through there, like he's like he's you know that's one of the great things about him, and it's also one of the things you hold your breath because he's sometimes he gets a little bit out of control and he loses vision a little bit. Like he doesn't he doesn't always you know really know when other people are open. Um, Sometimes when when he puts his head down like that and goes, but it's one of the reasons why you love him too. So. Yeah, no, I know. I I don't want to have the char, the charge. The charge is one of my think one of my go tos. It was totally one of the things in my utility belt as a player. It was it brought me value because I would I would take charges all the time. I was, I was very good at it, and and it was, it was a huge weapon when you, when you want to slow people down from attacking the basket. That's that's one of your defense mechanisms that you can use as a player. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't a key uh, You know, like playing above the rim blocking shots. I could block shots, but. I, I always if I'm like you I feel like that charge, uh, you know, card is a good one to pull and use because it's yeah. it's a it's it's a it's a great play and it it's a it can turn the tide of a game sometimes too you know so I don't I don't want it to be uh, disposed of so so easily I think it should stay
2: outside of sex games between you and Tika when's the last time you've worn a util- utility belt around the house <laughs> what are you saying. Would you say? Well, I mean, you, you it's in my, in my utility, utility belt. I mean, no, I'm
4: thinking about I'm thinking about Batman. Okay, Chief. I'm thinking about Batman utility belt. Utility okay. belt.
2: I mean, I mean, do you fix I mean, stuff you know, around Batman
4: the house? Batman would pull out the bat spray. and yeah, he all sorts the, of things. You know, the boomerang yeah. or the yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
3: I that's
2: think more of Linda part. Carter Wonder Woman with the you know when she had the rope <laughs> and she was tracking people down. I just just think of Linda Carter. I guess that's it. I mean, like, if something breaks down, does Tika think where's Jim? For sure, he can fix this.
4: I dude, I am so handy. Are you not? I know you're not. There's no way you're handy. You don't even have a toolbox in your house, do you?
2: I, yeah, I do actually. I don't have a utility <laughs> you, belt. You don't, you don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not uh, wearing a utility belt right now. But I have a toolbox. Yes, I do. Okay, okay, give me an example of well, something you fixed at 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 the mansion with the moat and everything you have.
4: Um
2: I've I've fixed uh the
4: sink. I've fixed a faucet. Okay, what did you do on the sink? Um I've I was able to it was kind of leaking, and so I was able to get it to stop leaking. I also um you know, took the lint out of the dryer. What else have I was, done? Far, okay. Erica, <laughs> you need to jump in.
2: Taking the lint <laughs> no, out of the I'm dryer. Do you automatically think, Dave? <laughs> hey, can I call Jim to come over and help out at my place? Do you know how?
4: Do you know how to take the lint out of the
2: dryer? I bet you don't. Yes, yes, I do. I'm okay. Okay. I'm very proficient.
4: I bet. Proficient. I, I, be, I, be, I bet. I No, I'm actually
2: a, No. Actually you're right. I'm <laughs> anal about that. I take it okay. I I've too much. Too much, you know. Um, I I do
4: it. I hate pictures. What if I I mean I don't know. I can do woodworking projects. I can I can fix furniture. Like I can
2: I can fix okay. stuff.
4: I'm good. I I don't believe
2: of my, either of those last two things that you do woodwork projects or what was the what was the other one you said wood what wood, furniture projects. I said fix
4: furniture. Yeah. well I'll, no. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna keep a running list i'll keep you abreast okay. of, of all of my little handy handy things that i've done okay how about this i had light fixtures in the ceiling in my lower level because we bought this place from our friends and we, we you know I, I put my my golf sim in right but i had there were these lights in the ceiling that i did not want anymore i did not call an electrician i took the lights down myself and I put, I went to Home Depot, got blanks for the ceiling, and I put them up. You you couldn't do that, could you? Do that? You couldn't you couldn't take a light fixture, un, you know, disconnect it, unhook the wires, connect the wires no. again, and Mm-mm. make them so that they they aren't no. they aren't going to be live. Yeah, no, I did all I that.
2: Kill myself. There you go. Probably. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean no. no. At first, I thought you were just saying you changed light bulbs. Like, yeah, I guess no, yeah. No, I no. no, 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 no. No, no, no. All right, let's pause. I want to come back. I want to talk about Chet Holmgren and other matters. Jim Pete with Michael Grady tonight on uh, Bally's Wolves and the Jazz. If you're having any Bally's app issues, contact Jim. He's the one who can fix it. I don't care if it's for the Twins, the Wolves, the Wild. Jim is the one who can help you with any app issues. Uh, If you have a comment through a text, you can send away. 651-461-9226 two, 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 maybe in fact do this come up with a project at your house and we'll see if Jim thinks he could fix that. Tell me a project you have at your house or something you've done at your house recently and we'll ask Pete if he can get that done six five one four six one nine two two six Jim Pete's with us making his uh, regular appearance on the show Wolves and Jazz tonight at Target Center. How far away are we, Jim, if this team continues to play excellent basketball from taking down the uh, curtains on the uh, baseline upper deck and getting even more people in the arena, do you think? Hello? Uh
4: Uh-oh. It's probably the best. Uh, Chad, sorry about that. I, it's probably the problem. best. It's it's probably the best it's been that I can remember at Target Center. The atmosphere in there is just unbelievable. The fans have been crazy and supportive, and have actually like been a, a major contributor in terms of momentum for this team. I think the players have really fed off of the energy of this crowd. You've been in there. You, mm-hmm. I mean, it's palpable, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, fun. Yep. it's a, it's a party in there, man. It's like, it's his running. That's one of the things that's always kind of, you know, I, you go to all these different arenas and stuff like that. And so, sometimes Minnesotans can be a little reserved, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think the, um, I think that, um, you know, Vikings fans um, that have been pretty rowdy and, you know, the, the, um, it's it's kind of different now. That The Wolves fans are definitely not shrinking violets. I mean, it's been it's been awesome, and I look forward to every game now. I, I you know, it's like almost kind of sad to go on the road just from that one standpoint because it's been so much fun going to games and doing these games. And the Wolves are playing great, and, um, and the fans have certainly contributed to it for sure.
2: Uh, what did you What do you think of Chet so far? And what did you think of how Holmgren played against the Wolves? <laughs> Um, I think
4: he's. Uh, I think he's an emerging top 30, 30 player. I think he's. I think he's going to be really good. I think that you know people talk about Wembenyama. Uh, I think that Chet's going to win rookie of the year, uh, not Victor Wembenyama. I think that um, Chet is such a unique, unique specimen from his athleticism standpoint. I'm just hoping that he can get stay healthy. I thought in the game against uh against Minnesota I thought that Chet was um confident but I mean he he didn't uh shoot the ball particularly well and a lot of that was due to Rudy Gobert and Rudy's greatness as a player like um you know Chet uh he was six of 20 in the game and he the last his last two shots he had a dunk and he had a three
2: yeah um and I thought uh, and he missed a lot of shots he's been making
4: He's, he 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 did and you know some of that was just luck too, because they were they were messing yeah. up coverages in the first half, and he missed you know three or four shots that he normally would have made like wide open threes. he just standing catching shoots. Um, <clears throat> but in the second half, though, I, I just think that rudy I, I think it was personal with Rudy, you know I think he I think he was taking on the challenge, and uh you know Rudy played some of the most incredible individual and team defense. That we've seen at Target Center. In fact, I don't think we win that game without Rudy Gobert. I, I think that you know what he's moving, uh, especially when so Ant went better, down. Jim, I mean, he's, his, he's his going out on the perimeter. Is, Chad, he's, he's and he's yeah. defending. He's just protecting the rim. Um, I mean, uh, um, OKC okay, so shot thirty percent in the second half. Um, yeah. They shot fifty-four percent in the first half. They shot thirty-point-six in the second half. They scored sixty-one points in the first half. They scored forty-two in the second half, and and the, and Ant didn't play in the fourth quarter, so, um, you know, Rudy's Rudy's just been like I think that like, um, our, our front office uh, Tim Tim Conley has to be, you know, beaming a little bit like that this hmm. this thing is working out, you know, because uh, Rudy is definitely he had a good season last year, but he's having a great season this year. He he could he could win Defensive Player of the Year and be an All Star again this year. That's how well he's playing.
2: Well, I, here's what I'd say about last year. I thought he improved a lot the last two, three months. I don't think he was very good at the start of the year. I, I, I don't. I, I think he's been great this year. I think if people watched a game from November and December last year and then watch Rudy this year, it looks like a completely different player. You know? Completely different and player. His,
4: his, block rate, his block rate, Chad, is so much higher. He's blocking a shot more game, which... You know, and then he's altering more because he, he's more active. His, his legs are, are so much better now than they were a year ago, as you said. Like He had the injury and stuff yep. at the beginning of the season. But his his block rate, is statistically, I mean, over the last six games, he's shooting 73% the last six games. <laughs> 73%. Yeah. So offensively, he's been way more efficient. Defensively, I mean, his block rate is way up. and He's contesting so many shots. And then, Chad, he had six offensive rebounds, and he kept a number of different. Just going back and watching the video, I was looking at some of the key plays Minnesota made. He didn't get credit for a couple of offensive rebounds where he just he just kept it alive. He tipped it away from a player, so they didn't give him a rebound for it. But like the 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 uh, the play that that Troy uh, Brown Jr. scored the layup on at the end um, of the game, yeah, like Rudy Rudy yep. kept that alive, so so Kyle could rebound it. Um, he doesn't get credit for that. But all that stuff he's doing, all the little plays, and on that drive by Troy Brown Jr., by the way, he's also, he went and screened Chet Holmgren so Chet couldn't go over and block the shot. Chet would have blocked the shot, probably. But Rudy, Rudy smartly, like, screened him off. So it's all that basketball IQ stuff. That's why Minnesota's winning games. You've got Mike Conley. You've got Rudy yeah. Gobert. and You've got Kyle Anderson. And they're just these, these adults in the room that are making all these incredible plays.
2: Is that having enough of effect? And again, Edwards has been great in so many areas. I am worn out on the hay. I am worn out on the complaining. Yeah. Carl has two games where you think he's better than he has three games where it, it doesn't change. The overall year has been outstanding. Okay, there's no denying that. I just think those two in those areas, it's going to catch him in a tight, close game somewhere, and it just – would help them in a way that seemingly they should be able to control about not complaining as often as they do.
4: I agree. I've said it. I mean, I say it pretty continuously. I think that you know, I mean, Grady and I jokingly talk about the referees not respecting the hay. You know, it's like because yeah. the hay is the what? hay is in effect a lot, and yes. and so I just don't. I don't know that I see any other player in the league. can you think of a player in the league who, who is making noises and, and commenting on, you know, the refereeing as they're making their move to the basket? No, no, no one's close. I think there is, I think there is somebody, but just not as consistently. So, you know, I mean, he's still young. He's he'll, he'll extinguish some of that behavior and he he ebbs and flows out of that. Carl's extinguished it for the most part. So he, he does, um, he does get back to some of the complaining and stuff like that, but he's so much better. He's, I think he's 80% better about that, but you're right about the inconsistency and it's just kind of the nature of, you know, having a dominant player with the basketball, like Ant and like, you know, the balls in his hand, a bunch. And then you've got, you know, Mike Connolly, you know, orchestrating and, and, um, you know, I think that Carl finds his, his ways, but like, he's always contributing. Like he got to the free throw line last game. That's how he contributed. Um, -hmm. And Agreed. I just think you're right. The, the consistency for Carl would be would be a welcome thing, and uh, but he's still having a great season, no matter what. I mean, he's still doing so many positive things out there.
2: Thank you, sir. I'll be watching you guys tonight, and we'll uh, we'll talk. Love soon. it. Okay, but Jim right, see Pete Hoops. That's where he is on uh, Twitter. He's with Michael Grady. Grady has been a fabulous addition to Jim. Michael is outstanding at what he does. We are done. Jason's going to take you home. Tomorrow, our regulars plus a guest who was at the music festival when Hamas brutally killed so many and this individual survived. He's going to join us tomorrow. Enjoy the afternoon everybody and genuinely thank you for taking whatever time you do you do to listen to our show.
0: Enjoy the day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,